smelly world. It's your boy, Sway, from MTV News. Shit, we are back for episode 54 of Knifey Lion, Lion Radio. Radio. Oh, baby, we are the gift. That's right. My name is Jonah, wondering if anyone is out there. Are you out there? Joining me is the hinder, listenator, lips of an angel, Zach. <laughs> Good day. Also joining me in studio, it's Chad. Wait, hold on. It's Nick from soccer. Jonah, do you, do you know Sway's last name by any chance? I followed him on Twitter and I found this out. <laughs> Hit me with it. Callaway. I did know that. Oh, I should have thought for another 10 minutes. Would have been great radio. Today, we will briefly discuss the 1-0 nil near tie, near victory at the hands of the Monster Energy Bulls. <coughs> Bulls! That'll be the recap. recap. Bulls. After a one-week vacation, we come back with FCC Man. of the Week. Oh, we just gotta pick a... And we were best, well, at least I was, best man at a player's wedding this weekend. Thank God someone was there to record it for the FCC Best Best Man Man Speech. Speech. Everyone's been talking about that. Um, Kevin Wallace will distract us with a new edition of... And we've got some newly obtained audio from this week's... FCC Inside Source. Zach, I really appreciate that one. And we are contractually obligated to continue playing FCC Survivor. Survivor. Oh, my God. What'll happen? It's getting slim out there. Um, We'll save the day with... Popery. I am not doing a... Catch watch. But uh, I'm sure we'll mention them. Folks! I'm still planning out our KLR Live experience, trying to lock down a venue large enough to go along with the rest of the multimedia presentational assets. It's going to be special. Stay tuned to KLR for all all of your KLR Live updates. Nick, you had any more thoughts about KLR Live? Do you want my actual opinion? Yes! Yeah, actually, um, I think that um, if we can find the right venue, namely the small venue... (laughs) It will be amazing. You don't think an empty auditorium would have a certain charm to it? It would be like a USL charm. Mm. And we're major. Oh, if you're listening today, you belong in the Fernando Audi Audi. Cave of Moderate Accepting of Responsibility. responsibility. (laughs) Also, we're happy to have you inside the I'm 28, 28, I'm still young and learning learning. cave of weird weird, non-adult logic. John Harks. Harks. Zach, you got any caves for the people out there? It's been a while since we switched it up. (laughs) He got arrested, but he could have worn the the armband week two. Cave of accidents. Uh, He's a young man. Cave of human mistakes. Worth noting, (laughs) should say, at the risk of, you know, blowing our cover, we do have a soccer game on. Manchester United by the Sea against Chelsea is on the TV. So if Nick or Zach sound distracted, <laughs> it's not just the usual fact that they don't care about what we're talking about. This time, it matters. 
Can't wait till Bengal season. It, it matters. <laughs> that reminds me, I've been trying to get my kid who's uh, five going on six to learn how to say Google right because he still can't get Google Home to respond to him. He's like, Google. I'm like, no, say goo. He's like, goo. I'm like, say Google. Rashford with a Ooh. shot. This keeper doesn't spill it. Uh, and he's like, okay. Hey, Google. <laughs> Just ignores him. I'm like, Google. He's like, goo. I'm like, okay. Hey, Google. I'm like, not working. Zach, you oh. something to say? Yeah, uh, what's adorable is my kid. We have Alexa at home, and he's constantly saying, Alexa, play Brody when he wants the distillers. <laughs> I guess Alexa isn't learning capable yet. <laughs> Let's get into the recap. Nick, anything to say before we get into this game? Sorry, I haven't let you, you know, you had a lot to say about the venue thing. That was exciting. Um, no, I was just thinking about, you guys were talking about cute stories about your kids. There we go. Um, and how my little girl started crying because I had to go record a podcast today and she was going to a birthday party and she really wanted daddy to go, but I'm here. <laughs> I'm here and I'm recording. Why? Uh, I'm glad you got your priorities straight. God, birthday parties are the worst um, my wife and children are at the zoo. Zoo on the weekend? I'd rather die. <laughs> a thousand slow deaths. Those animals would probably rather die, but... <laughs> what are you talking about? They pace with love. <laughs> Back and forth. You gotta love it. Anyways, recap. recap New York recap. Red Bulls. This one's personal. Starting lineup. Some things that changed. TT's back. We've probably got some thoughts. Ledesma gets to start up top. One other weird thing going on. Justin Hoyt Hoyt. got to start Justin Hoyt. Who could forget Justin Hoyt back out there? Powell on the bench. Powell on the bench. And, uh, you know, I I, I put it out there to the world before the game started. I said Ledesma scored at this venue before, and he's going to do it again. He didn't, but I thought about it. Zach, what'd you think? How'd you feel about Ledesma being up top and Hoyt getting another piece of the action? (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll save TT for Nick, because why not? Let's get crazy. What'd you think? Yeah, I was happy to see Ledesma. I uh, I would like to see him and Maddox play together sometime. Yeah, Ledesma doesn't strike me as a, you know, your, your classic striker. number nine yeah. up there. Yeah, yeah, which he doesn't, he didn't really play as a no, classic number nine either. Um, and then Hoyt was pushed out to the left instead of the right. No worries. We've seen no him out worries. there against the best in the league. Not afraid of some Red Bulls. Nick, how about TT for you? TT in there for Richie. We got three games in one week, so it makes sense they switch, but uh, I was a little nervous. How'd you feel seeing the big Polish keeper? <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't really struck by anything, honestly, with that, because I haven't really come to a decision which keeper I think is actually better, because TT's played one game and he got shelled on a little bit, but that was more of a defensive collapse, in my opinion, Regardless of that, yeah, no, I think that um, we should be switching it up a little bit and keep keeping everybody on their toes and, you know, don't want anyone getting complacent. I think Richie's had a good stand of games, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what TT can bring to the table. I don't think he's had much of an opportunity yet, do you? Whoa. Like I threw that right back at you. <laughs> uh, yeah, my only problem with TT is he looks a little goofy back there and it doesn't instill tons of confidence and he's got an interesting gait. I know we like to talk about gaits on here. When you see him run, it's like a, it's a bit like a tall giraffe. But um, So nothing about his playing. It's just you don't like the way... The shot! Oh, he wears a big shirt. 
CT <laughs> flowing. Well, I mean, as we've seen with our man David David De Gea out here, a lot of it's just you know your confidence, and uh, if your body language doesn't exude confidence, I'm not going to be confident in you. But no, he was fine in the game. Uh, the goal was not his fault. I'll give you my my first half recap, and anybody can uh, after that you can talk about it as you want. I said we weathered an early storm from New York, settled down, but then the Red Bulls got a goal. Um, yep, that was my first <laughs> half takeaway. Zach, you were there watching next to me. What did you think about us in the first half? Kind of along for the ride, it seemed like. Yeah, we were. The one, I thought the bright spots in the first half, I thought Ledesma had a really good first half, um, as we all expected. He's really good with his back to the goal and receiving the ball and then playing little one-time passes off to the side. Um, I thought he was great. He was definitely our best player in the first half i thought uh um, you mentioned before talked about lama with a breakaway in the first half and um ledesma in front of him an adorable moment one of our best chances to score we're talking about ledesma who doesn't really know what to do in those situations but uh they're playing a little caravan there and it was adorable it just kind of got out of lama's way yeah i mean I, he never plays so i don't know what the hell to do with each other kenny's safe <laughs> Can he save out wide for this game? We talked about that too. Didn't get on the ball hardly at all from what I remember in the first half. What do you think about our boy Kenny out there on the side, Nick? Doesn't sit right with me, honestly. Like I think that someone like him has so much creativity and like we were talking before we recorded, um, you know, he brings a lot to the table in regards to, like distribution. I mean, he's got good vision. Um, he keeps possession really well. I'm just like kind of scratching my head as why the fuck we're like utilizing him on the outside. I don't know if that's some some strategy that Koch is coming up with where if Kenny can get possession out by the touchline and then and then what have like a service in or or what? I'm not not entirely sure, but um, whenever he's been in the middle of the field in, in previous games, I mean he's always impressed me. I mean I think that's the guy you got to have in the middle of the field, and I think you you got to bring him back in. I'd say it was his quietest game we've seen of him so far. And, uh, yeah, I don't know how much to blame on him or the fact that he was playing out wide and just wasn't getting the ball much. But Zach, notorious Kenny hater. What would you think about Kenny out there? You blame him or you just think there wasn't just enough opportunities for him to I don't, get, I don't know. get going? I don't really Make know. Make an opinion. <laughs> Lie. Lie we, to me. We said he didn't get on the ball much in the first half. He got on it even less in the second half. It's true. Um and there were a few times I thought he needed to track back when he didn't. He wasn't was great. A little bit frustrating. You see fucking Ledesma was chasing balls down defensively more than Kenny was. I know it was down to his injury, but I thought Kenny should have been the first person to come off. Blood Not his blood. injury, Ledesma's injury. You guys know what I'm talking about. Oh, hell yeah. Long time listener. First time caller. Um, Ooh, go. Go. <laughs> Eric Bailly with a spin. Um, <laughs> let's skip ahead to the goal. It was in the 38th minute. Uh, a nice build-up play, something uh, we don't get to see it very often. One dude to another to another dude, a little back heel. And then the guy ripped a shot. First goal in three years, not going to learn his name. Um, I think it might have skipped ever so gently off of an FCC defender. Was it to, like lame, tape, tape? Um, more like lame. This guy sucks. <laughs> um, I did note he seemed to like come charging in unmarked, and I remember thinking like, did Bertoni just let him go? Yeah, that's my next question. 
who do we give the blame to? Well, I don't know who to blame, but the annoying part of that is that that back heel was not intended for that guy at all. Like, it just so happened that guy was creeping in, and the back heel went in front of the intended target, and this guy's just in a perfect spot. And he ripped an awesome shot, but I don't know. I was really annoyed by the fact that that guy did not mean to play that to him, and he ended up scoring. Well, it seems like our defense is really good when things are relatively straightforward. And yeah, like just they can't a, handle the surprises. Get an obvious cross in there. I trust uh, Kendall and even uh, Haglin in there. But when things get stretched and they make like the one extra mm-hmm. move or something, then it seems like we're we kind of fall to pieces. And uh, they scored. Yeah, probably deserved. But uh, we were still in striking distance, and I put out the poll at halftime. I said, are we going to win 2-1, 3-1, or (laughs) 4-1? That's how I was feeling. And folks, (laughs) some things change. It could have been that, but it wasn't. Second half was better, though. Zach, give me your second half synopsis. Posts, had a bunch of those. (laughs) Near goals, a little bit better possession, and uh, Red Bulls just hanging back big time. I mean, my vision is clouded by, like, the last 20 minutes of the game. We were throwing the whole fucking kit and caboodle at him, so to speak. So just really throwing caution to the wind. Kendall pretty much wasn't playing it back anymore. Hagelin was playing up front. Everyone really going for that goal. But, yeah, when Maddox came on, he was lively, as always. Lamar had the one he ripped that hit the post as well. You could see why, um, you know, Maddox wants to be a starter, as every player does. But you could see why he is a great sub. It's like when he sometimes a couple of the games he started um, have been a little more quiet. But when he comes in, to me, looks plays like the fastest guy on the team. Even though you know Kakutamane, I'm told of how fast he is. He doesn't always show it as much, but Maddox is a he's always up for the challenge. And I don't remember New York getting too many good chances in the second half. They seemed uh, especially towards the end they were really bunkering down. But uh, Cruz came in for Kenny Safe. He did and really not do anything. He did fuck all. Yeah, no. <laughs> he had like one decent ball. I just want to say about Ledesma though before before we move on. Um, Zach said earlier in an earlier podcast, and I think it's, I mean, I think it's absolutely dead on. We need him as like a target forward because when we're building up to him and and it gets to him, he always plays like a one touch pass to keep the continuity going, to keep the play going, and I just think out of all different offensive. Uh, structures that we have done like employed in this season so far that has been to me the most like successful is having Ledesma playing as that target forward and uh just you know playing the one touch one touch balls because without that all all I can I can see outside of that that structure is we're playing a lot of long balls we're playing a lot of balls for Maddox to run on to which is it's it's not fine really but it's it's it is what it is, but it just doesn't seem like as in control as when we have him out there. But anyway. He is the flick-on master. Yes. He had about four solid <clears throat> ones. Three off his dome, perfectly into the, the running path of a player. The only one well, who might to, be better is Kendall Austin he, the flick-on twins. He did have that one opportunity in the, in the first half where he <laughs> he tried to cut the ball into his left foot, but like his feet yeah. went flying out from under him. But... <laughs> He but it was really pretty. <laughs> it was really pretty up to that he point. He had over the top ball that he couldn't get a control of either. That would have been a decent chance. We had chances, but uh, it gets a little old when you hear that. It was like, hey, we hit the post. But I mean, it's true. But <laughs> it's true. It's a little frustrating. But yeah, to echo Nick, who was echoing me from an earlier podcast. Wow. He really is good at that. And when you think about like, oh, well, Adi's, you know, he's our hold up striker or whatever. Yes. He'll receive the ball and he'll hold it. 
and hold it and hold it until he's surrounded by three players and then he falls down. Very rarely is he playing like that quick ball and then spinning and taking off. He can't shoot as well as Ledesma, as far as I'm concerned. I don't even remember how odd um, he plays. <laughs> it's been yeah. so long. Yeah, is, I mean, is yeah. he even faster? I mean, I don't yeah, even... I don't fucking know. Like, what? I, I, I think Ledesma's the, the, the go-to between those two. Well, I don't know if you know, Adi's a young man. Still learning. <laughs> yeah. Still learning, <laughs> learning how to run and trap. Making and, mistakes. Yeah. I mean, maybe I, maybe I have a short memory, but... Yeah, well, maybe we'll see you. He'll come back and be like, all right kicks it <laughs> um but uh yeah so we had that the first one that um i think it might have been over the top much to or through a ball that was to darren maddox who beat the keeper was beat went around him but the angle got a little too tight tried to shoot off the post and instead of like scattering to the side where uh kenny safe was waiting and would have just put it in it took a bounce straight out and uh safe looked like he kind of was a little upset he didn't get the pass but in that situation you'd be insane to think darren maddox wasn't gonna have a go and then lamar took one out of the air keeper was beat on that as well at the post then late in the game waston had the head ball where the keeper spilled it or went out to get the ball and did not get control and went to uh, Waston's head. And that went off the post. And I was telling Zach, man, if it goes to the left or right, that ball starts dipping in time, goes right (laughs) under the bar. I mean, it's easy to say, but I mean, it was close, folks. And uh, it's really a game of inches out there. That's that's a phrase that I came up with. Uh, I don't know. In the second half, Zach, what's your big uh, give give the people out there? They want some a reason to believe. Obviously, we hit the post. We're close to scoring. What What's your big positive takeaway that you're going to take with you to Philadelphia? And be like, we can build off of this, even though I'm sure we'll have six new starters for that game. Uh, well, I didn't look after the game, but somewhere around the 70th minute or something, we were actually ahead possession-wise. Yeah. <clears throat> Which that was, you know, it's a little bit of growth. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Jeez. <Louise. laughs> I mean, they... Uh, Especially in the second half, it seemed like they had like 13 defenders. And anytime a guy got the ball towards the middle, they were getting fucking swarmed. That's why I kind of wanted us to kind of try to run down the sidelines and whipping crosses at that point. Because the middle was just so fucking cluttered in there. And, uh, you know, it was going to be hard to score, but we almost did. Nick, how about you? Let's give you a chance. Your big positive thing, your shining light you're going to take away. Hey, guys, how about this? Creating opportunities. That's I think that's what you have to take away from that game. I mean, we did create a lot of opportunities, especially in the second half. And that's, I mean, that's more than half the battle in regards to, um, you know, scoring goals. I mean, obviously you got to finish, but if you're creating a lot of chances like that, that is a good sign um, versus winning a game, you know, one nothing, you know, by having only one shot on goal. Um, I mean, I would definitely take a victory over what happened, but uh-huh. if you're creating, if you're creating a ton of opportunities, I think that that's, that's a really good sign. And I don't know playing us might just be the spark they need to climb right back up. What about you, Zach? Final thoughts, <clears throat> man. We had chances. <laughs> we had chances. <laughs> I literally jumped off the, my couch and did a big old, whoop, right? Cause you know, I usually get up when I'm confident a goal is coming and, um, oh, they teased me. They teased me good. Uh, Maddox, it's coming. It's got to come, right? It's got to come. <laughs> yeah. It's coming so fast. Yeah, my, I guess my uh, final thought was it was a fun watch. I think if the, I wasn't, you weren't like, you didn't walk away from that second half like, man, these guys aren't leaving it all out there. Like, no, it's definitely not an effort thing. Yeah. It felt like the goal was going to come 
I enjoyed myself. I think if if we hadn't sucked so bad the last five games, that game would have been like, oh, you know, on the road, we're almost so close. It wouldn't have hurt as bad, but just in the fact that we've been, uh, you know, not getting <laughs> anything at all makes it hurt. Another, uh, <clears throat> I thought Bertone had his worst game, not to single somebody out, but he had a lot of misplaced balls. And um, since the Seattle game, I thought this had the most confusion maybe between him and Uyoa. Uyoa. Yeah, he was a little, little bit all over the place. Lamak, I don't remember too much one way or another. He, uh, there's no styling on him, but he had a styling on him. It was like, oh, Lama, and, and then, then he, he gave it away. It. <laughs> yeah, no, he got through like three guys and then lost it. And I was like, oh, baby. But uh, no, him and I mean, Lama did have he had the one that he ripped in the first half that went wide, and then the one off the post. But um, he was pretty quiet. Kakutamani was really quiet. Nick, I see your lips moving. <laughs> Talk to me about. Is that because you want to attempt to say his name, or you just? <laughs> yeah, it's just my just mouth. Kekuta Mane over here. He's only my kids saying Google. No, can you say Galatasaray? Galatasaray? He said it wrong earlier. I did. That's why. Gal- Galatasaray. And 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 on top of that, I got the. I was telling uh, Zach about what Kenny Dalglish did at Galatasaray, and it wasn't even fucking Kenny Dalglish. I butchered the story as I it's dog as I as I do <laughs> dog leash Kakutamane quiet yeah um he didn't do much for me in that in that game in general um <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we waited for that <laughs> well the whole that whole like midfield three really didn't do much at all well before we get to, or uh, at some point will we ever see uh, who Ledesma be able to get out wide oh Ledesma play some crosses oh, they say no it's me <laughs> no um TT how did TT do? Don't want to bury the lead. He had so he had some awkward looking moments, which seemed very TT to me. The one uh, where the ball went over the crossbar and he jumped up like he was going to put it over, but then didn't touch it. Well, Kevin just then, couldn't like, get enough of how great that was. <laughs> yeah, so great, professional. <laughs> great goal, keep him move. Um, oh, it's a professional right there, Tommy. Uh, then, like, uh, he didn't do anything. <laughs> he did get. Uh, he got smashed in that. Second half and really, he got really cut loose. It's yeah, nice to see the passion. There's two, and there was one other one where the guy clipped him. Yeah, didn't really try to jump over him, and the knee got him a little bit, and he got the old concussion tust. But uh, he came out strong for those. Um, yeah, there's not much you could say, good or bad. It's a good thing if you look at it in a perspective of he's not getting a lot of, he's not having to contend with a lot of chances from the Red Bulls. I mean, it, it, I think it says something about our. Our defense. Um, so, I mean, you could always look at it that perspective. He wasn't challenged too much. Um, the thing where we get hit in the head with the knee, like that was, I was kind of pissed at first because I seen all of our players rushing up. I'm like, yeah, that was, and but you watch the replay and it's you know it was it seemed like a neither of them were that bad. Yeah. Really. Wow, Team Red Bull over here. <laughs> no spoilers, but I, I'm going to talk about Justin Hoyt and uh, Man of the Week. I, uh, <laughs> I also realize now I did bring a Red Bull to Jonas to watch the game last night. <laughs> oh, Eric Bailly's hurt. Yeah. What's new? Um, yeah, let's pick our FCC Man! of the week. I'll go first because I already kind of said it. I should say winner gets $50 gift card to James, the jeweler. Don't want to confuse you now. Only good on Wednesdays between 1230 and 1.30. And that is their lunch break. Good luck. Oh, free kick. Oh, over the top. Um, my man of the week, I'm giving it to Justin Hoyt. 
because you know what? People are so scared of Hoyt coming in. They were scared in the LA game. You know, I felt it a little bit too. Strong offense. You're like, can he hang? Can he hang with these MLS guys? And uh, I would just say his his vast, long, knowledgeable career. He just he plays smart. He's a smart guy out there. He doesn't get himself in any crazy predicaments. Uh, he ran down the line a couple times. He made some runs, but overall, I just I felt safe with him out there, and uh, he had a good showing. So. Um, Justin Hoyt, keep doing what you're doing. You're my SEC man of the week. Zach, you breathed first. <clears throat> How about you? He's not mine. I thought he did fine, but I will say I wish he would get tighter. He gives people a lot, a lot of space. It's to prevent himself from getting beat. Cause maybe he doesn't have the legs or whatever, but uh, he kind of just like keeps backing up, keeps backing up. Uh, you know, sometimes got to close him down, Justin. My man of the week would be Kendall Waston. He was the only other name I wrote down for a possibility. If uh, Ledesma would have played longer, he might have been mine, but Kendall Weston was the best player. You could say that every week, couldn't you? Couldn't you say that about I Kendall? I suppose. Nick, how about you? Break the tie or come in with a third, and then <laughs> I don't know what we'll do. <laughs> Go ahead. Go Ledesma. Ahead. I'm going to give it to Ledesma. Um, Fuck. One moment kind of sticks out in my head, aside from a lot of the good uh, passes he was making. He was yelling at, I think, I can't remember who he was. He was yelling at somebody to like press up on the field when when the Red Bulls had the keeper had uh, the ball, and you could just see like the passion. Like he wants he wants everybody to be on the same page to get up, press, uh, get the ball back, and and like I think I think it was Zach that said earlier, like he's running on every ball. Like so he was out there. Like the sixty minutes he was out there he looked better in 60 minutes than a lot of our guys did in 90. So it's, yeah, I noticed that as well. And I wonder like, does Koch want him to press and only Ledesma is listening <laughs> or, or Koch said, don't press, don't and like- press. And Ledesma was like, no guys. Right. Right. I say press. He's also, this is what you got all about Ledesma. He's never committed a foul. It's an extraordinary <laughs> record. He may have been whistled a few times, but uh, if you're just going off his body language, the man has never committed a foul. I liked watching it. it was the same old Ledesma that ref. <laughs> I was like, he's not going to get a, a foul for him the rest of this game. This ref <laughs> when he gets a foul, Ledesma's like making a point like, hey, what about this thing 10 minutes ago, yeah. ref? Uh, we talked about it too. We, we've we mentioned how, you know, Ledesma would be able to get his shot off in the MLS because there's not as much time. Well, he had that he had time for that one moment where he's dribbling up. He kind of looked up. He's like, now? Nah. He's like, oh, no, he dribbled five more yards, looked up to have a shot and did it again. Yeah. Uh, ended up not much uh, sting on it. And you can kind of tell that was going to happen. But uh, he had time for that one. And I know everyone, everyone across the globe was hoping Mano would give us one of his patented shots there because yeah. he finally had that. No, that was the chance. time. Like, fucking come on. shoot! <laughs> and then we also noticed all the corners were on the wrong side for an Olympico. And I think, uh, that must have been in the scouting report. They're <laughs> yeah. like, only let the ball go out on that side of the goal. What's his name? Robles is like, don't let him. He's an Olympico master. I don't stand a chance. <laughs> Chris Armis's main talking point before the game. Oh, yeah. Do not let it go out on that side. <laughs> he did a little video montage. He showed Kenny's goal. He's like, okay, watch this. Okay, now watch Manu's. It's not even close. The Olympico is so much better than Kenny Walker's 40-yard <laughs> volley on a rope. I mean, it's just, right, it's, just, it's just so rare to see Olympico versus a fucking 50-yard bullet volley from Hatfield. I'm going to watch the replay to see how Tommy's reaction, because that'll give me the true test, which was better. <laughs> yeah. 
Page. I mean, no, that wasn't it. I haven't had. I haven't really had a chance to unpack all this. But since since we're on the topic, what is what is easier? To perform, I mean, honestly, a ball sitting there like a dead ball. I'm glad we're Did finally you? talking about this again. <laughs> well, people. Didn't I guess say we did like talk it. about, it, didn't we? We probably did at the end of last season. No, we talked about it for sure. sure. Anyways, looks like this week we're splitting the fifty dollars in half. Mm, Austin's already won, so Ledesma and uh, other guy Justin Hoyt, you each get twenty-five dollars to James the jeweler. Not sure we can buy there. It won't even cover the cost of parking. It's very pricey <laughs> up there. You are our FCC men, men, men of the week. Uh, this week's edition of Tickle Smash. My two options: Kendall lost an elbow on a call that he was fouled against on, which was fun, and uh, Justin Hoyt's yellow card tackle early in the second half. Both seem smash worthy to me. Zach, how about you? Anything to say about Deckle Smash? It's always a riveting segment. It is. Kendall's was mine. A pretty deliberate elbow down on top of that guy's head. Um, clear as day to anyone except for uh, Tommy G. <laughs> he watch you like, I don't know what they could possibly be looking at. Like, possibly the elbow to the head. But uh, who's coming? Appreciate the homerism, though. What about you, Nick? Anything to say? I don't remember a specific Deckel smash, but I do remember Deplon. Uh, I think it was the guy's name was White Chris White. I think for the Red Bulls, he was really tiny. He was like five five or something. At least that's what it looked like. And him and Deplon got into it. But I just remember Deplon like looking down, like towering over this guy, looking down. And Chris yeah, that White, was nice. It was like. Um, it was just, it was just so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was a riot. And did you see that Nutcracker from Tchaikovsky's? <laughs> oh my God. He was swan late with that tackle. <laughs> Am I right, everybody? <laughs> His name was not spelled anything like, like, are we sure this is Tchaikovsky or whatever? Because there was like... PHR3L like to start his name. I was like, all right, whatever. Uh, anyways, Tchaikovsky. He didn't hit anybody in the nuts, but I just wanted to say that. My great, my great pun. Yeah. He wrote this last night. <laughs> I didn't write it down, Jay Z style. <laughs> I write that one in my head, baby. Uh, I just saw that video. I'm real late on it with a. Chester and Paul McCartney singing <laughs> Let It Be with Jay-Z. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, uh, yesterday. <laughs> you seen that Nick at the Grammys? No, I just can imagine, though. That sounds like a f- fucking disaster. They're doing yesterday with like a beat under it. And Jay-Z's on something like, uh. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. <laughs> Pretty brutal. <laughs> Chester's that was like Chester's. A, all- <laughs> it's a dream come true for him, and then there's just Jay Z's there. I think I saw it was like Sharon Osbourne on uh, Howard Stern talking about. Uh, I think it was what was the last live, not Live Aid, like Live Eight or whatever. And like Paul McCartney performed and led a bunch of people on stage, and I guess Ozzy Osbourne got to come on stage and sing with him too. And Sharon was talking about how like Paul McCartney was his idol. And he just like, you know, he like dreamed of this moment, but he's just like next to him, I guess, like one of the Muppets was on stage. It was like over, over Ozzy's shoulder, like singing along too. Sharon Osbourne's like, this fucking Muppet is ruining the greatest moment of Ozzy's life. They like showed the clip, like Ozzy, like looking over, it's like Kermit. That's pretty funny. If it brought Sharon Osbourne distress, then I'm in full favor of it. 
Wow, Nick's got a Sharon Osborne take. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. But uh, ten minutes left in this Manchester United game. Zach, you think a goal's coming? That's what the people want to know. This game that will have been over for twenty four hours. No, I think uh, we're looking at one one. Me and Jonah, we're talking about setting up a live stream where we just do commentary over the FCC games. People sync it up, basically due to. <laughs> Nick's got me turned completely against Tommy G, and I uh, <laughs> just hate him now. I think I just want to oh. see your face. I just want to see the faces you make, orange and blue. Are we doing like actual play-by-play or just commentary? Yeah. About? Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. I imagine it'd be like Mystery Science Theater of Soccer. Yeah. Or I used to watch that uh, Fan Zone. Yeah, they do the commentary. Yeah. yeah. Was it when it was like one fan was for one yeah. team, the other was for the other? That would work. I'm a, Nick's a big Bulls guy. <laughs> big Red Bulls guy. Um, offhanded last week, I mentioned. Uh, McClossey can't say Bulls to sa- yeah. save his life. Bulls. Red Bulls. Red Bulls. Bulls. Um, but enough about them. You guys talk are racist. Uh, Bulls. Uh, Bulls. I offhand mentioned, because you guys were shitting on FCC Survivor, that uh, I wanted to have a segment called FCC um wedding toast or best man speech so uh came through luckily uh, here it is this week's fcc best man speech speech. i got to attend darren maddox's wedding this week and um luckily zach was there with his handy recorder sounds just like this mic to record me uh as i gave my best man toast and um (laughs) what could go wrong oh nope i will say before he gets started jonah gave a speech at my sister's wedding and uh it ended with the whole room cheering Jonah. Jonah. <laughs> Jonah. So, uh, I killed a narcissist. Yeah. Remember when uh, Thriller hit number one on the Hot 100? <laughs> Andrew doesn't. <laughs> he was alive. walking like the rest of us. As for Ray, by the time Andrew's birth came along, she was already drinking two cups of coffee a day. Last <laughs> night was Victoria Amos. They were ready. They were ready for something special. And I've given ones at several now. They're they're notorious. But uh, what was your line about uh, Collier and cancer? Didn't go over super well. (laughs) Yeah, my friend Collier was a cancer survivor. This would be good. I was talking about prime uh, joke material. How he was still playing indoor, even with his like, uh, can't, like his port, his chemotherapy port in. And I was <laughs> like, true. the the. Continuing to play indoor soccer even after his chemotherapy port had been inserted into his chest. Although one blasted soccer shot to that port could have been a gruesome scene on the astroturf. Nothing was better than tasting victory in a co-ed indoor soccer game. <laughs> I know nothing tasted better because I'm pretty sure he lost his sense of taste. That's <laughs> <laughs> gross. Nothing tasted sweeter than the taste victory. And I said, I know nothing tasted sweeter because you lost all your taste buds from chemotherapy. <laughs> I think people just weren't, weren't prepared. People didn't laugh at that? <laughs> so I think older people. His <laughs> wife did, uh, what's it, like pole dancing, but like for exercise, you know, basically like the same people that do yoga. It was like pole dancing exercise. It was like... People might be surprised at how successful it is now. Less surprised that he married a pole dancer or something. <laughs> <laughs> but they like that one. Anyways, this was Darren's turn. This is nothing like that because Darren's a real a real boy of mine. 
uh, let me start the start the recording then right now. Um, <clears throat> I'm not clearing my throat. Darren, Darren, we called you in Green Hall. Green Hall was our college dorm. <laughs> Skip knows what I'm talking about. Where's Skip sitting? <laughs> Skip, there you are. Remember? Yeah, man. Me and Darren, we had so many times backpacking across Romania, karaoke in Las Vegas with those dancers. D. He plays soccer, which is lots of fun. Guys, D-Ren's obsessed with soccer. Some of you only know him as the shy, origami-obsessed guy <laughs> from the corner of Green Hall. He's actually a pro soccer player now. D-Ren's giving me that look. You got some rage, my man. <laughs> no doubt. D-Ren's got some rage. Skip, remember when you brought your boyfriend back to our dorm that one night? <laughs> D-Ren, you went berserk. Guys, he tore up the room. Threw Skip's bunk out the window. That was funny. And then you met Karen. Karen, you've been a godsend. You accept D and all his college buddies like they're your own friends. Did I mention Skip was on the bed when he tossed it out the window? D, you are wild. And now you're getting married, and that's awesome. Karen and Darren. Wow. How am I just now noticing that? Anyways, hope you still have time to play Ultimate with me and the boys, even though you're married now. Love you, man. Love our friendship. Let's cheers to Karen and Darren. <laughs> Rhyming and in love. Cheers. Wow. That was a hell of a... You should have been there for the, the, uh, the reception. The, the dance hall was out of control. But let's change gears a little bit. Let's get that meta view of MLS. It's time for... Starts right now. All right, so New York City FC, well, they, they scored a goal on Wednesday, must be nice. DC scored a goal on Wednesday, must be nice. Whoa, Montreal scored three goals in one game. That, jeez Louise. Uh, wow, Seattle and San Jose both scored two goals. Huh. New York City scored another goal. Orlando with a goal. Toronto with a goal as well. Portland scored two goals. Man, it must be so nice to be able to score some goals. Vancouver scored a goal and Philadelphia did in the same game. Atlanta scored a goal. They're not supposed to be very good. And Houston scored two goals in a game. What? What? Kansas City scored four, New England scored four. You can go that high. How do you score goals in this league? Kevin, you've done it again. Before I ask the guys what their favorite part was, I should say, uh, if I didn't already, fuck the Sign Museum. They don't know what's up or down. We don't want your benefits anymore. Kevin's got a new job. He doesn't need you. I hope all your signs burn out. Anyway, Zach's favorite part. Kevin worked there, if you didn't know. I did know. Is he trying to unionize? <laughs> no. He was their best employee. And that's not a biased opinion. Nick, favorite part. Beginning, middle, <laughs> oh, or I'm end. still waiting for Zach's favorite part. <laughs> oh, um. How do you pick sometimes? I think the crew loss is my favorite part. Uh, I've been talking for just age. Oh, sorry, Nick, your favorite part. Oh, that's okay. Um. God, there's so many, so many good parts. Oh, oh. Three minutes left. Oh, Chelsea Ooh. sales one. Kakuda Mane style. <laughs> My man. 
<laughs> we'll move on. Uh, do you have anything to say about anything in general before we get to the FCC inside source? Because uh, I had, you know, you just heard my toast. I had a lot to say. I don't know if there's something burning inside of you. Something's burning inside of me. Can we bleep out that? <laughs> I don't want to turn people off at the start. I'll make it at the end. Uh, sure. <clears throat> it's been a while since we've had an FCC inside source. You might have thought our sources have dried up. Well, perfect timing. You guys can watch the last two minutes while I babble on. But the sources have not dried up because we got an anonymous message into our Dropbox. This guy just had to get something off his chest. I'm, I'm pleased he recorded with such high quality. But we have disguised his voice as usual. It's this week's FCC Inside Source. Let's take it away, stranger. <laughs> I've been hesitant to come forward. But the other day at the aquarium, I decided enough is enough. I'm an FCC front office employee, and I began noticing early on in my job here that Jeff Birding has an unhealthy attraction to podiums. Wooden podiums, clear glass podiums, teaching lecterns, folding card tables, and segways. Yeah, he loves to ride around on segways. He calls them mobile podiums. Recently, FCC provided a check to a West End youth group. There were no cameras or pho- photographers present. <laughs> Jeff's podium desire was insatiable. He had Liz Summers bow her head, and he pretended her shoulders were the top of a podium that only Jeff could see in his mind. Every time he leaves his home, he's looking for the next podium opportunity. A a trip to an old mentor at a retirement home ended with him nearly murdering the bingo caller for not allowing him his rightful honor of addressing the bingo crowd from behind a podium. I've seen him giving speeches at Democratic, Republican, Green Party, and Libertarian fundraisers within the last two weeks alone. The man simply does not care. His bloodlust for podium performances dominating whatever sense he had left. My co-workers will turn to me and ask, how's this going to end? They already know. He's going to have sex with one. FCC Inside Source. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Zach, you've been on the podium beat for a while, uh, so none of this yeah. is surprising to you. What do you think about Jeff's insatiable appetite for podium speeches? It's disgusting. <laughs> it's, out of, <laughs> it's out of control. The man simply loves to hear his own voice. That's why he loves being at the stadium, because he hears that echo late. He's like, yes. Me, me, me. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Like, you guys hearing that? <laughs> I think he's con- he's conditioned because of all the uh, press conferences he's had to have while we were trying to get into the MLS. But we could talk about that more in potpourri because now it's time. Ooh, baby, FCC, FCC Survivor. Survivor. Ah! No, but seriously, will Jeff Bernie just shut the fuck up for maybe like <laughs> two weeks? Just give me a break. He can't help it. Corner kick. Yeah, let's do it. Corner kick. FCC Survivor. You want to know who's left? because someone's got to go. If you don't know the rules now, what are you doing here? Um, Waston, Nazmi, Darren Maddox, Jimmy Hag, <laughs> is he still on the team? Deplan, Hassan Anandam, and TT. So we're going to be down to four players unless... <laughs> no, yeah, we are. We're going to be down to four players after this corner kicks in. Nice! Whoa! Was that Rojo? Almost with a corner kick goal. TT, you're you dead to me. Him? Zach votes off TT. Go ahead and cross him off immediately. You had one chance. Apparently, he blew it for Zach. Nick, how about you? Who are you voting off? FCC Survivor, I should say. Survivor, the real show. It's getting down to it. Jimmy Hag is. Are we? Does he even need to be in consideration? Well, here? if he hasn't played by the time. Yeah. Then no. But I'm. He's on the roster, so he still has a chance to be voted off. And, so. and I can't. I can't pick TT. I got to pick something. 
I'm still learning the rules. I'm still, I'm still learning. <laughs> Unless I'm still you learning. I'm a young man. You would have said it at the same time as me. Do you wanna, That's the only do you time. Do you want to say ours no. at the same time? Yes. Okay. We, we're, read the list one more time. Waston. For this game, the only available ones. Waston, Deplon, and Darren Mannix. So okay. we'll say one, two, three, and we'll say them. And if we say the same one, then uh, someone okay. gets saved. Okay. That's basically a, uh, a hidden immunity title for one player. So, okay. You ready? You yeah. Yours? One. Deplon. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Jonah wasn't going to say that anyway. No, fine. so it didn't save anybody. I didn't think he was going to do his boy like that, so. Wow. Harsh. Harsh. Well, you know, I could just make this game real fucked up and get rid of our best player. I won't, because there's too much <laughs> There's too much riding on FCC Survivor. It's too important. Uh, shut your face. Darren Maddox. <laughs> The tribe is spoken. All right, so we're left with Kendall Waston, <laughs> Nazmi Albadawi, Jimmy Hag, and Hassan Nadab. Guys, all signs pointing to Kendall Waston being the sole survivor and the winner of the million dollars. And he will say, for as ridiculous as the game is, fair. Fair result. We might need some tweaks. So uh, in two weeks, we'll be playing uh, actually one week because we got a game Wednesday and a game the following weekend. So I can't wait for FCC Reverse Survivor. It's so gonna unless be fun Nos- bringing it back one at a time. <laughs> unless yeah. Nazmi gets in a game, we're about done. Uh, we are about done. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> great. I'll tell you what, though. If we want to be honest, the last two episodes of Survivor are always like the worst. You know. So so what um, about the what about suit. the first five of ours? <laughs> the middle. I, I'd say the beginning for us was our best. <laughs> yes. I mean, as he's driving in car on the way back from ATL, that was memorable. Very memorable. Um, hey, segment sounds. It's what we need. It's what we need. Oh, last segment, as there's about two and a half minutes left in this United game. Popery. Nick, last week, we almost lost the chance to talk about Tommy, Tommy Heineman because you got lost in the fuzz mm-hmm. of... Uh, distorted vocals and you got to talk about Tommy. Is there anything this week for potpourri? Was there, was there a topic you wanted to get to that I might not written down? I just, I think that you're probably going to hit on this anyway, but uh, I think the Audi apology that, that definitely has to be on your list. Cause I, I wasn't on when we got to talk about the um, OVI and um, I That's really, what the people want to hear about more. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't really want to go back into it because I think you guys did a good job of, of hitting all the points. Um, well, let me set the stage for you and then you can talk about it. Sure, cut me he, off. He, he, uh, he came back and uh, was back with practice, reinstated, and he spoke to the media. Didn't really, uh, he said it was hard being out, but there was no semblance of uh, an apology or, you know, like I screwed up and it just seemed odd. And some people were like, you know, what does it really matter if he apologizes? And, uh, you know, in the end of the day, it doesn't. I wanted to hear it. Even wondering, were they did they tell him not to apologize or mention the case? Because it seemed so bizarre to me that he uh, didn't say it at all. And then he finally, um, I read the interview. He talked with Laura Falfafar. And, uh, you know, he had a, what you would have expected from an apology but nick what'd you think about the non-apology and then finally well first of all i mean it was way too long before there was any type of like you know hey i screwed up i don't know if it was like uh, he was under direction not to speak on it i mean probably was he probably said just don't talk about it until we get through the whatever the the program he had to go through which i mean that was it i guess he's all cured and he's, he's all good now <laughs> i mean just a couple weeks or but um it just to me the 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 silence on the whole thing for such a long period of time doesn't sit right with me. And I, I feel like whenever you 
do something like that or you're involved in something like that, I mean, I just feel like you got to make amends immediately. You just got to say, hey, I screwed up. And not just sit there and take weeks to think about how you're going to spin it and how you're going to say like, oh, I'm a human and I make human mistakes. I mean, you need to like own up to it immediately so, you know, we can all move on from it. And that didn't happen. So that was really annoying. Um, and then obviously you talked about the apology that he wrote. Um, and I just, I don't, I, I just do not like it when, when people try to distance themselves from the mistakes that they made. And I, and I never cared for anybody saying, oh, we're all humans. We all make mistakes. The severity of the mistakes are not equal. Like, you know, me knocking a can of cheer wine off your table here is not, mm. is not on par with like, you know, having road rage and like running somebody off the road. Not that he did that, but so anyways, I thought, I thought there was a little bit of distancing in that, in that apology saying, I'm still a young man and I'm still learning and you know, fuck that. Like you're 28 years old, man. Like, you know, you're not, you're not an 18, 19 year old, 20 year old kid. Like your science says your brain is fully formed, dickhead. Like science, you need, bitch. you need to, you need to take, you need to take responsibility for that. And I feel like he was still kind of like, you know, distancing himself for it. So it, none of it sits right with me. On top of that, maybe I've missed it, but where the team said anything Koch didn't no. seem to have much of an opinion on it at all. I don't know if he's scared to like upset his star player. Um, and well, I, I, I think the team should have added a couple more games on as a punishment anyway. Whatever. I still have a pretty uh, hard stance against it. I think I've had enough. I'd cut him loose. <laughs> I know we're never going to eat that $2 million or whatever, but... uh. Hey, yeah. we pay that two million. Am I right? <clears throat> yeah, I got season tickets. Hell yeah, cut them loose. I <laughs> <laughs> got a good run. The United game ended zero zero, folks. In one, case one. you were wondering, one one. <laughs> What's the difference, man? Um, but yeah, so that that is that for now. But uh, you know, and then also I'll add on to that. Charlie Hatch's whatever he wrote up about it up the hatch. Yeah, he seemed like a little like agitated. What, that he had to write about it? No, like, oh. what you guys don't know about Adi is that he's been a leader and he could have worn the captain's armband and this and that. He's owned up to it. And this, I'm like, you're so just... So is Ray Lewis, am I right, guys? Yeah, it's like, no offense. I know this is not, like, fucking world politics or whatever, but, like, he's not a journalist anymore. He's a mouthpiece for the team. So everything he says is fucking... Yeah, owning up to it, I mean... Worthless. He's he, he's trying to keep his job, like, yeah. and in the wake of losing those three people in that crash, he's saying shit like, hey, "I'm still young and I'm learning at 28 years old." I mean, I I just fuck that. I'm learning too, man. <laughs> 34. I'm striving. I'm out there. Nick, you went back to school. It's never too. It's true. So you're basically out. I am still learning. <laughs> Remember that thing about the eyes and going blind? This guy's getting facts still. No, but I do want to make a point that Zach said, and I, I don't. I want to like drive it home. I I do drink when I go to FC Cincinnati games, but I and I'm not a millionaire, but I fucking pay for Uber every way back and forth. Well, Charlie this is Hatch brought to you by same. Uber. Uber should be. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he uh, owned up to it. Move on. Yeah, fucking move on. The same thing happened with uh, with Chuck Hatch, the Flow Sports thing. He had a thread about it. He was like, he was like, listen, I'm not saying anything one way or another. All I'm saying is. Here's all the reasons. It's yeah, okay. he's, Charlie Hatch is the Kelly. Hey, I'm not trying to convince you. <laughs> he's a Kellyanne Conway of FC Cincinnati now. <laughs> like that's what he's become. Um, is Steck the Hope Hicks? <laughs> 
Next topic, Zach, you weren't there. You keep bringing it up, though. Uh, the heck is true. Pride 1 versus Pride 2. Darby, absolute domination by Pride 2. Folks, I predicted a 10-3 score and ended up 11-2. to That's even better. <laughs> it is better, but... Uh, Nick, what'd you see out there? How did we do? Can we dominate it? I took my shirt off and celebrated. R.I.P. Scott Wilson, and you're listening. Sorry you had to be in the way of that freight train coming through. But, you know, when I get ahead of steam, there's not much that can slow me down, baby. First goal of the season for me. Nick, are you ready for these next? We've got, we're playing. I remember I told you guys that a team emailed to complain about us. Well, we play them two more times, and then we play against the pride two more times loving this schedule this loser's bracket is a real treat nick sum it up for me there was a lot going on there what do you want me to just sum up the whole experience had a great turnout oh yeah the the heck is true derby was great um i think we everybody out in the field was pumped um i will say that i did feel kind of bad when i scored um a goal and i was walking back and one of the uh, pride one players I can hear him say, what's the big deal? We got 45 fucking goals scored against us this season. (laughs) (laughs) What's one more? (laughs) Wow, so defeated. Yeah, Nick did score a goal off the opening kickoff. Just dribbled it down and scored. And then it was like, set the tone. Like, oh, baby. Maris, your wife said I was rude for doing that. (laughs) Well, what does she know? Uh, That's all I had listed for Potpourri. Uh, Adi's drunk and heck is true. I mean, we, I mean... I know that you've posted pictures. Have people seen the actual video footage of you taking your shirt off after you score a goal? <laughs> uh, look it up. There's a video on the Pride's YouTube channel, Pride Cincy's YouTube channel. Go check it out. You get to see Nick's opening goal. Oh, that's and, on there. Um, on that video, all that's on there is me shirtless. You don't get to see me score, but trust me, that's why I took my shirt off. Can you know what the inside source says? Jeff's going to have sex with a podium? <laughs> <laughs> don't want to backtrack too much. Wow. Not really... Very shocking at all. No. <laughs> Nick, how about you? Final you, thoughts? You, Are we going to get a win this week? I was thinking about a meme of you know Jeff Burden getting caught in bed with a podium. His wife comes in. <laughs> Jeff, no. <laughs> not babe, again. Babe, it's not what you think. <laughs> not again. <laughs> Nick, two more games. <laughs> Nick, two more games before the next episode. Are we going to get any points? Tell me right now. What part of the podium would you fuck? That's the, that's the, I mean. The part where the mic stand comes out. Well, I think one he, of those church he put the mic in his mouth. Human centipede style. And it's somehow connected to the bottom. <laughs> Tells the sound guy to turn up the bass. He, he brings that one guy back. Hello, Bailey. <laughs> Babe, it's not what you think. The TV guy got our TV set up. Had to give a speech. Remember that guy? Harrison Dalbridge. Hello, Bailey. Hello, Bailey. And then he got ripped to shreds. And On Reddit. And then he, was like, <laughs> then he posted, I'm trying my best. I'm heartwalled. Well, the thing is, that guy, he got a job in Cleveland and then instantly tweeted, like, these are fans that actually root for the team for the entirety of the game. And everyone's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Dickhead. Um, oh, all right, for the 10th oh, time, Nick, are we going to pick up any points? <laughs> Next two games. Declare now. Philadelphia and San Jose. Talk to me. Yeah, unfortunately, I think uh, we will. And that's uh, not unfortunate part, <laughs> but the unfortunate part, I think it's it's probably just going to be a tie. <laughs> One of those games. I don't. Philadelphia scares me. I mean, they looked they looked pretty good. I think. Honestly, out of all teams we've played this Can year. Can they play when it's dry, though? Well, that's the question. That's the question <laughs> on everyone's mind, isn't it? Um, 
we're gonna blow Philadelphia out of the water. I'm putting that. I'm dreamboarding it right now. I think the fam's home. We better. We're gonna dominate. Final word. My eyes twitching. <laughs> Why is your eye twitching? <laughs> Need more potassium. Yeah. Oh jeez. Bye. My final thoughts. <laughs> we're only in last place for a couple hours. We snuck our way back out. Thanks, Brad. Friedel. Rusin? Brad Rusin. No, he's selling insurance right now. Final thoughts. Oh, it can only get better from here. And it will. We're going to dominate Wednesday. How are we going to do the podcast? My final thoughts. Woo! Adi's going to... I'm going to interview him on Wednesday. He's going to be our special guest. He doesn't listen, so he won't have heard any of the bad things. Zach, you breathed? I mean, it was nice of him to say sorry. He did mess up, but just don't throw in excuses. At the same time, just say, I fucked up. I'll never do this again. Is I'm sorry. Not, I fucked up. But, you know, I'm only 28. I'm usually a good person. Imagine getting in front of the judge for, like, burglary or, like, breaking some law and going, I'm only 28, judge. <laughs> Come just on. Just, like, fair, fair. Rise together! Rise together. <laughs>